When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome to the Wine Over Matter podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Steph. Thanks for joining us for another Wine Wednesday where we talk weekly about everything going on in our lives from weight loss, relationships, dating, pop culture, and so much more. Hey, Steph. Happy Wine Wednesday. Happy Wine Wednesday. Another week. Here we are. Here we are. Another week, another Wednesday. (laughs) I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Just been really busy at work so I've actually been kind of looking forward to like I mean I'm still in front of my computer but at least I'm getting to like just decompress and chat with you for a bit (laughs) I'm so excited oh my god can I tell you a comment we got or like I think I got that applies to our podcast yes share it so somebody told me I forgot the exact word they use but like basically that they're like sensitive to certain sounds or like certain sounds drive them crazy or something uh-huh. and that our wine pour in the beginning of the episode like they have to fast forward every single week because like that sound drives them crazy <laughs> <laughs> and I was like I'm I've definitely sorry. I've definitely heard people say that like the wine pour makes them have to pee <laughs> <laughs> funny because to me I like I know that that's like the pop of like a champagne bottle or whatever and the pouring of wine but I can totally see how some people might be like dude is a dude peeing like in the beginning of this what is <laughs> <Yeah>. that sound <laughs> I swear I it was a wine was pour sound <laughs> but speaking of wine are you doing wine seltzer what are we drinking today drinking a seltzer this week got a little Ashland hard seltzer going on what is it uh, Ashland hard seltzer. Oh, their seltzers are pretty good. I like their They're stuff. really good. They have, I, um, so the, they have some canned, uh, the same company that makes those. I'm pretty sure I don't want to be totally quoted, but, um, I think they, they're ones who do some canned margaritas too, that are really good. Nice. Yeah. I like, their like more normal flavors better, but I remember the first time I bought a pack from them, I think was for your new year's party at your house. Uh-huh. And it had like a spicy mango flavor yes. or something in it. And I thought I was going to love it. And I'm like, this just is not good. Yeah. <laughs> if it's not like an actual craft cocktail that's spicy, like I don't think I want it. I kind of agree with that. Yeah. I was about to pour a glass of rosé and then um, it's hot. I was just like, a seltzer just sounds so much better. So I went with a pineapple high noon. So delicious. But anyways, yeah, what are you up to this week? Not a lot. I mean, we, I can't remember when the last time we recorded. So got back from Vegas and then I've just been looking forward to like being home kind of yeah. and I'm um, kind of getting back into like somewhat of a routine, which like nutrition wise, I'm struggling with a little bit, but I did get back on my bike today and just like being home feeling normal. I mean, I have um, a girl's night with a few friends tomorrow. And other than that, like, 
until the weekend I'm home and I'm happy I'm home. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? That's kind of how I feel too. I've definitely, after getting back from being away for four days, it was just like so nice to be home. And since it was camping, it's nice to be home with my shower and my bed and my air conditioning. And I just, um, been kind of just like, I know we were supposed to record yesterday and I was just like, I'm just, I'm exhausted. I was still like so pooped and work was kicking my ass yesterday. And so I just wanted to like, wait one more day to record. Cause I feel like sometimes like me and you will have plans to record and it's just better for me, you and the listeners just like not do it in that moment. Cause it's like, if one of us is like not in it, it's just not going to be a good episode. Oh, completely. Like there's been an, on both of our sides, like you were like, I'm dead tired from the weekend. Are you free tomorrow? Yes. And there's been times where I'm like, I can't do this today. So sometimes you just don't have Yeah. You just don't always have the mental capacity. So, um, but no, it's nice. I do have dinner plans tomorrow. Finally getting my nails done. I feel like it's been almost a month getting my nails done tomorrow after work. And then I have, um, dinner plans with actually two, my two student assistants that I had my first time working at the university. So I mean, that was already like 15 years ago. So, um, but we get together, like, I feel like every five years, it seems like it always (laughs) takes us so long to get together, but we've been trying to get together, like, for months now and we keep rescheduling and pushing out and then um but yeah so we're gonna excuse me we're gonna go to dinner tomorrow night and so I'm looking forward to that because I I probably was still married last time I saw them I don't even know it's been a oh my god long time I remember we went to a wine bar last time and this time we're going to um have you been to Gabby's in the circle yes love oh you went on a date there before I did was that with Jordan or no that was MBM uh, I couldn't remember I was like wait you, I yeah. know you guys Try, are there. trying to block that out yeah sorry <laughs> I because rem- right after I asked I was like wait I remember there was a story about sitting by a pole or something yeah we had like the weirdest table where there was like a pole so we were super far from each other I think it was like our second date or something it was so weird I do remember that now yeah so we're going there for dinner tomorrow <laughs> I will That'll avoid be nice pool. Um, and other than that, oh, Friday, I get a really cool opportunity. Um, I kind of shared about this on my Instagram. So there is this, um, pop-up that they've been doing every couple of months. It was started by some chef, Tim, something or another MBJ Novak, who is Ryan from the office. And it's this, um, pop-up called chain. And basically they come up with like each pop-up they do is based on a chain restaurant and they pick like something like famous from that restaurant that they're known for or something. And they do like an insane elevated version of it. And so it'd be like Outback's Blooming Onion or something. I think they've done the Outback Blooming Onion. No way. Yeah, no, I'm pretty That's sure. That's like was the like first one, one I thought of. That was like one of the first ones I think they did. And um, anyway, so right now they're doing a Taco Bell one. And they're doing like an elevated crunch wrap and it's like with Wagyu beef and it looks freaking amazing. And because I did some work on the project, um, I'm going to get to go do that on Friday night. So I'm really excited to go do that and check that out. Just like a week. Is it just a weekend or a week or a month or how long does it um, So they did it for one night, like two weeks ago, and then they're doing it for another night this week. 
so it's basically they're always secret drops like they'll give a hint or something on Instagram and then you have to like subscribe to their text messages and then it's basically like they just like send you a text and you have to be ready to like go and you'll find like and they'll tell you like the city but you don't get any of the information until after you sign up and it's always like super last minute so but because you have insider scoop you know where to go well, yeah, and because I'm signed up for it. So they did send me the information. <laughs> but so I'm really looking forward to that. It looks freaking, I love a good crunch wrap as it is, but a crunch wrap with like Wagyu beef and I don't know, freaking, I saw videos of it and it looks so good. You're like, um, sign so I'm me up. Yeah. So I'm excited for that Friday night. That'll be cool. Um, and then uh, we're doing a little pool day, double date day so on Saturday. So excited. So, I'm like, when was that? I can't even remember the last time. It feels like a long time ago, but I think it maybe wasn't. Did I see we like did two a weeks double ago? date? No, like when I saw you the last time. Oh. That's um, when we went to Finney's or whatever, right? Oh yeah. That was the last time. And that was probably like three, weeks, three weeks, ago. weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So we're due. We are due. So um <laughs> that and then one of Jeff's friends, his band is playing at a bar at the beach on Sunday. So we're gonna do that Sunday. So busy weekend ahead but. you do have a busy weekend yeah. my only weekend plans are to see you on Saturday and yeah. other than that <laughs> no plans so that's nice for once yeah but so how was your guys's Vegas trip it looked amazing oh my gosh Vegas okay so I feel like I don't remember if I've said this here or not but I don't love love Vegas like I like Vegas and if like somebody wants to go, like there's a lot of free ways or there's a lot of ways to get like free or discounted rooms in Vegas and deals on things and whatever. So I feel like it's one of those trips that if you can like get a deal to go, then I have no problem going, but Jordan's actually making me like it more too. I feel like most of my Vegas trips were like in my early twenties. I was on like a super budget. I would go and like my whole like plan was just to get like tanked all weekend and like go to a club and yeah. eat super cheap because I'm spending too much money on like alcohol. Vegas <laughs> now is very different than Vegas 10, In 15 early years 20s. ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. So now it's like our vibe for Vegas is like get there, go to dinner the first night, gamble a little bit, sleep in super late the next day, like go explore. Like we did a pool. Um, we did a pool day on Saturday come back, chill for a bit, go to dinner, gamble, come back. So it's like, it's, it's a very like chill food focused trip now. Like we're both foodies and like, we want to try all the good restaurants in Vegas and there's no shortage of good restaurants in no. Vegas and they're constantly opening new ones too. Yeah. So you can go every time and try new restaurants. So we had a lot of fun. We um, went to, I, we went the first time we went together too. It's called Yellowtail at the Bellagio. It's a yes. sushi restaurant really, really good. Um, it was really nice because we were in the car on the way there. Either he called his dad or his dad called him. I can't remember. So it was actually the first time I've ever talked to his dad on the phone because he had his, his phone on speakerphone. Uh-huh. Um, so I was like talking to his dad a little bit and I was like all intimidated. I'm like, oh my God, but his dad was so nice. And so we told his dad because his dad loves Vegas too. Um, and hasn't been in a while. So he was telling his dad, like, yeah, we're going to Yellowtail tonight. And his dad was all jealous because he loves that restaurant too. Well, we sit down for our reservation, like right at 745 on the dot, his dad calls him. So he answers. He like never doesn't answer when his parents call. Like that's yeah. just like a thing for him. And so he answers and like his dad's like, hey, like 
dinner's on me tonight, blah, blah, blah. So it was so nice. Like his dad oh, like paid for our dinner our first night, which was really sweet. Um, and then, yeah, the next day I did my first Vegas pool day. I've of all the times when you posted that my mind was like, blown. how have you never done a Vegas pool day? Okay. So I don't know if I've ever been to Vegas in the summer, like from memory, I can't remember ever being in Vegas in the summer. Like I always go in like the winter, Oh my gosh. Um, like you don't do pools in the winter. Like I've been in Vegas when it snowed before. Oh yeah. No, it's like freezing in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like part of it is I've just never been there. And part of it is just a mental thing for me. Like you look at pictures, like if you were to Google like Vegas pools, like what would come up would be like pool party pictures and just everything's like wild and crazy. And I'm like, I don't want that. So I think like, I just had like this mental thing too, of like, I'm going to hate pools. Why would I go? I'm going to hate it. Um, but the pool at the Bellagio where we were staying is like not a pool party and just like really chill. That's the thing. As long as you go, all the pools are so great. As long as you're not like, cause yeah, I'm avoiding going to like, I don't even know if these are still like things or cause I haven't done any of that in such a long time, but not going to Tao beach and re well, I know rehab isn't cause I think that was hard rock and that's not there anymore, but yeah, those <laughs> like all those beach parties, definitely no way, not my scene, but just like chilling the beach, the pools are always like so great and they're fun and just good drinks. And you usually can always find chairs or just like go stand in the pool and hang out there. Cause it's so freaking hot. So oh, see, I was like, we had a pool view room. So I was like in the morning, like, cause I'm that girl on vacation. Like if I go to Mexico and I'm at a resort or something, I'm up like at eight in the morning, right when the pool opens or whatever. And I I'm out there with my towels and I'm like setting up camp. Cause like I yeah. want good chairs. And so I'm like looking out the window, like dying, like, oh my God, it's filling up. Like, we're not even going to get chairs. Like we're going to get all the way down there and there's not going to be chairs, but we were fine. Yeah. We totally got chairs and we did the whole, I feel like just in my mind, what you're supposed to do at a Vegas pool is order like chicken tenders and fries and just For like sure. chicken Absolutely. tendies by the pool. So we did that. We had a couple drinks and, um, and then went to dinner that night. So he made a reservation at like, this is way more for me than him, but which was really sweet. I didn't even know they opened another Vanderpump uh-huh. cocktail place, but it's yeah. at the Paris hotel. And it's, I think it's called Vanderpump up Paris or something. I don't speak yeah. French. So we were supposed it. to go there and um, you never made it there. I was super bummed. Oh my God. It was so cute. Like the drinks are just like over the top, like totally Instagrammable. Like that is like their thing. And a lot of like French foods, so the food was good too. It was a lot of like cheesy things. Um, but that was nice. And then we cheesy, like tacky or cheesy, like, no, like cheesy, like everything had cheese in it. Like, I love it. Oh yeah. It was so good. And, um, and then that night we went back to the hotel and Kylie, um, so Kylie, you know, we've talked about her on here. A lot of you probably follow her too. Laura flew to North Dakota to get Penny and Kylie picked her up and helped her with, um, Penny. She was in Vegas at the same time as us. So she met at our hotel. We had so much fun. I was like, you know, like when you talk to somebody on social media and you're like, we could totally be friends. Like that's how I've always felt about Kylie, but like, honestly in person, like not that I ever did, not that I ever thought she wasn't cool and I wasn't going to want to be her friend, but I'm like, you are so much cooler in person. (laughs) I'm like, I'm obsessed with like, we had like from the second we like met, we were like, Jordan, can you take our picture? You go gamble. Okay. Bye. Like we're going to go have a drink. I love her. She's the best. Her and I were talking because her and I talk like almost every day and we were just talking before you guys went to Vegas, like 
before I think I even knew you were going to Vegas, we were talking about doing like a Vegas trip in the spring or something like where she'd fly out and we could like meet her there. So, cause I was like, yeah, for so us to do a Vegas trip, like we don't even need a lot of notice. Like Vegas trips are like easy peasy for us to do. So oh, I was yeah. like, you tell us when, and Steph and I will be there. And how much fun would we have? Oh, so much fun. She is a Vegas girl. Like yeah. she's like right up your alley with Vegas. Like yeah. I would be the one that's like cheering you on at the slot machines, but she'd be right there playing. Um, so that was fun. Like Jordan, um, we went, we got a drink and just walked around and sat, we sat at like one of those machines where it's like enough for two people Yeah. and just put a little money in. So it looked like we were playing, but we just sat there and like talked. And then we saw somebody with a martini and we were like, we want a martini. So we went to um, a bar and had martini and then Jordan met up with us. So she got to hang out with him for a little bit. And then he was like, I'm going to go gamble some more. So he went back, called me like three minutes later. And he's like, I just want eight hundred bucks. And we were like, oh my God. <laughs> so we like went over with him. But the next day we stayed up so late, like so late to the point that Kylie was like, I have to go because the last tram leaves at four. Yeah. And like, I need to make sure I make it back to my hotel. And I'm like, who are we? We're up so late. Um, so we slept in real late the next day. Um, and the next day was basically just, we went to, it was at the Cosmopolitan. I think it was called, um, shoot, I'm blanking on the name. Something oh, you went a uh, super freak out. Yeah. So yes. cool. It's like, it's like, I think they call it like American, Ita- Americanized Italian, something yes. like that. Really, really good. Like ever. So everything we ate in Vegas was shareable, which is my favorite kind of meal. Like I love when like we can order multiple things and share them instead of like I get one thing and you get one thing. Yeah. Um. So super freaking. I was somebody much- who's like the worst to do that with because he likes the most boring things and I always <laughs> want to try all these other things and he's not interested and. But oh yeah, so no, that was fun. They had some like weird people that like it's not like a full blown show, but like throughout dinner, like every fifteen yeah. minutes, twenty minutes, they have people walk through in costumes and juggle and ballerinas and stuff, and it's just super cool in there. It's super freako. So. Yeah, we had uh, so we had dinner reservations there. We ended up like eating lunch late that day, so we got there and we were like not really wanting to do dinner, so we ended up not doing dinner there, but we went to the bar that's there. Um the cast ski lodge yeah so which did you guys happen to go in there we didn't we asked because um we couldn't get a reservation but we asked the waiter and he's like yeah you guys can you guys can go and he's like oh wait let me go look and he went and looked and I guess they had a private party that night Um, he's like you can come back but we we were long gone yeah it's super cute because it feels like you walk in and you feel like you're in a ski lodge and they do the same thing they have like random like little shows and random things that like kind of happen and go on while you're in there and the cocktails there were we thought they were okay they weren't like when you're paying 20 bucks a pop like you just like want the best cocktails and I mean they were okay but the ambiance and the like whole vibe and stuff was kind of cool so I agree and that's what I like about the Vanderpump cocktail lounges is like you're paying 20 to 25 bucks for a cocktail but they are like outstanding out of this world. Some of the best cocktails that you will ever have. See, like well worth it. This is why, okay. I mean, as much as fun as Jeff and I do have when we go to Vegas, like we really do need to plan a girl's trip because like, these are all like the big foodie, like things I want to do. Like, he's just like, yeah, we can go. But I'm like, but I want to like enjoy it with people. (laughs) Kylie, meet us in Vegas. (laughs) Yeah. So that's our plan. We need to do um, maybe Vegas meetup 
<laughs> in the spring. That would be so fun. <laughs> How was your weekend? It was camping weekend again. Ugh. Do you like camping? I do like camping, but here's the thing. I like it when I'm with people that know how to do everything. They know how to set up a tent. They know how to start a fire. Like I can basically do the grocery shopping, show up, like be the, be the fun arrive. Well, I mean, that's basically what I do. Cause there was like, we were just shy of, I think 30 people. So there was like tons of us. We always overdo it. Like everything's always over the top. We try to over plan because everybody brings too much food. So then everybody goes home with too much food. So like where we usually do a different theme every night for all three nights, we're like, okay, this year we're only doing a theme the first two nights. And then the third night is like leftover night, which honestly worked out amazing. However, we all still went home with so much food. So it was nice. We still did that, but it's, um, it's just still too much work. And like, and then I feel bad. Cause like, it's like, I just, there's a lot I don't want to do. And Like, it's just seems like to me, it's not a vacation. And like when we're all just hanging out and stuff, I love it and I'm having fun, but, um, I'm not exaggerating when I tell you that I came home with probably 40, 50 mosquito bites. Like I was thinking it was like 20 to 30 or 30 or something. And like, just looking in the picture, like in the mirror, I mean, before I like went in the shower, like I have 20 alone, like just on my butt. Like, and you would think like being by the beach, like you don't less like with well, the that's the thing. we've been to this campground before and I've never had a mosquito problem there before like I don't remember but this I mean and it was like from the moment you woke up like you were like walking around and you would just see them you'd see them land on you and no matter I had like the bracelets on I was spraying myself numerous times a day um I was spraying it over my clothes like it didn't matter it None of they it are helped. ruthless this year though. Like I can't, I like went to sit in my backyard a couple weeks ago and I was out there for like five, 10 minutes max. And all of a sudden my arm started itching. I looked down at bites all over my arm. I'm like, like, I can't even sit in my backyard for 10 yeah. minutes. Our same in our, same at our house. My mom said the same thing. Cause she like stayed at our house and watched Penny while we were gone. And she was said she got like eaten alive when she went outside. I was like, yeah, it's the worst. Um, but then Jeff didn't get one. Like, so that's what's so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> why, they love certain people's blood. I've just been like clawing myself, but, um, other than that, it was truly overall, it's still as miserable as I am. Like half the time, the other half of the time it is really fun. And especially cause I love the people I go with what you made a face. Oh, cause like, I so I just took a drink of my drink and then I was done, but it kind of like gargled like it wasn't a oh. but it's, yeah. and I was like, I hope nobody heard that. Oh, I didn't <laughs> now, hear it. Now I now I drew a lot of attention to it. <laughs> Everyone's gonna rewind and see if they heard it. Uh, sorry, I got scared. I was like, wait, did I say something? <laughs> We're the best podcasters ever. I know. But uh no, we have like we like scope one year we accidentally got this random space. It was like the best space. So like we are like super like try like we book this in January so we can try to get the same spots because it's like just this one huge there are like four campgrounds but they're perfectly together in this nook where we're able to like because we had over 10 tents we had like three hammocks set up we had like five like easy ups all put together where we have like a flat top grill we had two stove tops we had like 
a bar set up with like a full bar and including a blender. Yes, we have a blender oh camping. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we did a full michelada bar, which mind you, I was doing some chim- um, chamoy rims on for the high, like I was putting my high noons with chamoy. Ooh. That was really good. Um, like, yeah, so we're like, I mean, we're doing bougie camping, but it's still roughing it. Like we're, and I mean, but by no means, like Jeff knows, like we update graded our tent like a few years ago. Like, so we have like what's considered, I think a 10 person tent. We each have our own queen size air mattress in there. <laughs> I don't bring sleeping bags. I bring full on bedding. I got like flat sheets, like a comforter, two pillows. <laughs> like I'm doing everything the best I can. So I'm not an absolute miserable person, but, um, I'm still a miserable person. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole time all the whole way home Jeff constantly just says thank you for being a trooper I know this isn't your favorite thing to do but I do Aww. and like somebody had comment like sent me a comment like if you hate camping so much like why do you do it and I was like relationships are compromised Jeff loves it and he like looks forward to this trip every year and I can suck it up for a few nights a year like right no big deal so uh and it, and we do, we make a lot of memories and we have a really good time with all of our friends. And so, but, oh my gosh. So then we come home to like a gigantic mess. My poor mom. So no. my mom house sat for us. And the night before we got home, like she was trying to just be like the good old mom, like trying to do nice things. And she um, was like washing all of our towels and like washing, like, I don't know. She was washing stuff for us and, um, she had put the detergent bottle on the dryer and didn't think like anything of it comes out at like midnight. And that, so like our dryer, like is kind of the top of it is kind of slanted. And if you leave something on it, cause I've done it before, like the dryer's like, do, 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 do. And like, eventually like shit will just like bounce off. Well, the, and mind you, this wasn't just a bottle of detergent. This was a brand new, Costco sized bottle of detergent <laughs> that then exploded all over our garage. And I'm all oh, like, post- I haven't my posted God. a picture up of it, but she sent it to me and she didn't see this until like midnight. So she like comes out like right before bed and she was just like, Oh my God. And she's like, well, I'm not going to do, I can't deal with this right now. Like I'll just, so she got up at like seven in the morning and was pretty much in the garage until we got home at like 10 30 because like detergent, like when you pour out gallon, like two gallons of detergent, like you're going to, it just suds and suds and suds. And, um, it had gone under a ton of our stuff. So she had done the best she can, but then Jeff still pulled out more. Like it was such a disaster. I felt so bad for her. Like it was so then, but mind you, we come back from camping. So I have like five loads of laundry I want to do between sheets and beach towels and shower towels and comforters and, pillowcases and all that stuff. So like smelling clothes. So I immediate, so I'm like, Oh God, now we don't have any detergent. So I immediately like did a target order so I could go pick up some detergent. And then poor Jeff was in the garage another like two hours, like trying to like, cause it just like, it got onto his hockey bag and that just like absorbed up the detergent. So he'd hose it and hose it and hose it. And it was just like, sudsing it was just it was a mess I felt so what bad for my nightmare. mom she's like I tried to do something nice I was like it's okay mom don't worry about it poor thing so I know but um yeah so it was um 
a nice time away from work, but then you, you take vacation and then you just come back from work and you have like so much to catch up on. You're like, what's the point of taking a vacation? If you're just going to get like your ass kicked when you get back. Oh, that's the worst thing. And I'm just like in two weeks, we go to Palm Springs two weeks after that. We, uh, wait two, yeah. Two weeks, Palm Springs, two weeks after that, we go to San Diego and then we have a little over a month until we go to Cabo. So, so much fun. The rest like, of your year is going to be a blast. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. And then, so what I had gotten a question on Instagram and then I was like, okay, I need to bring this. They had like wanted you to talk about it, but I've been like contemplating it. So maybe I was like, this is good to bring up on the podcast. I have been contemplating if I wanted to get my armpits lasered and, but now I'm 100% like, okay, you do. What, uh, I do. So wait, okay. So that, what did you, when you did laser, hair removal, what did you do? I did my pits and my vajay. And how, okay. So how long do you have to do, how many times do you have to do it? How long between sessions? Like, am I like running out of time? Like give me the whole lowdown of like pros, cons, cost, upkeep. I want the whole shebang. Okay. I'm going to give you as much like from memory as I can do. Um, but then do your own research too. So basically when I decided to do it, um, I was talking to one of my friends that did it and she was just like convincing the hell out of me. I'm like, cause I shaved my, like I would shave my armpits just like daily. Like it was like just part of my routine. Cause you're, I feel like my armpit hair grows so quick. I'm like couple swipes, couple swipes. So like, that wasn't a big deal, but it was like the vajay area where it's like, I would get like razor burn, like on my bikini line and stuff. And so then I'd be like self-conscious wearing bathing suits. And she was like, oh, it'll totally help with that. So my whole reasoning was more for that, like the razor burn part of it than really anything else. And so, um, she had told me that like, there's this, um, popular, uh, laser place in Southern California. They have a few locations called new look, I think. Uh-huh. And she's like, okay, well, when I did mine, they had a group on and she's like, you pay, I forgot how much it was for the group on, but it includes like, she's like, it included my, you know, whole bikini area and, um, underarms. And so to me, I forgot how much it was. Like, I'm, I'm horrible. I'm sorry. I wasn't prepared for this, but to me, it was like an amazing deal. So if, if you have a, like a reputable place, a good place that you find a group on or a deal for like buy it. Um, and even if you call like places that they'll have deals, they can offer you. And Definitely from experience with other things, like, especially with health spa type stuff, like before you buy the Groupon, do like a ton of research, like go to their Yelp, like look up, make sure. Cause some of these businesses just do Groupons as like money grabs and then they're like horrible yes. companies to work with. So definitely do your research before purchasing. Yes. So I would say, um, I, I can't remember how many times I went. I want to say it was like five or six times. Oh my God. Really I was going to guess like three times. So it's different for everybody, but my hair is on the finer and lighter side. Uh-huh. So I would think like mine was like, I think this is how it works. I think that mine would be easier than somebody with like thicker, darker hair. Like, okay. I think, um, like certain people that have just really thick, black, coarse, dark hair, um, you're going to, you're going to take more times to, to get it done. Okay. So um, I so think I would be kind of more like you. Yeah. Like I five or six times, I think, and I can't remember exactly, but I think you space it out like every four to six weeks or something like that. So you oh, do. So I definitely don't have time before Co- Cabo. Well, Google it, make sure I'm right. But I think like, if you do it, like make appointments now and start it now. Um, Cabo's in two I, months. 
<sighs> yeah, maybe not. The, and it's hard with summer too, because like you're not supposed to like have areas in the sun and blah, blah, blah. blah. So it might be one of those things that you just start over the winter, you know, like come okay, back from, maybe. from Cabo so the armpits, the so, so, so I'll just straight up say, I am not, I've been very fortunate where I'm not a very like hairy person. Like I am the girl who shaves like once a month, once every two months. And it's only because like, I just forget. And then I'll like be driving and like the sun will like hit my legs. And I'll be like, oh, I'm probably due for a shave. Cause <laughs> even when it, it never grows in like where you can feel it. Like it's literally, you never feel it. You hardly see it. And then I'm like, oh, I need to shave. Like until it's just like, it looks like almost like peach fuzz on my legs. So I'm very fortunate in that regard. So I just don't have good regular shaving habits. So then it's like, I, my armpits though are like normal where I have to remember to shave those. Like every, I don't do it every day, like you said, but I'd still try to do it like twice a week or so. And, um, because I get so like, not always like I'll get out of the shower and be like, shit, I needed to shave my armpits. And then I'll like go do my sh- armpits. <laughs> so I would love to, I think to have my armpits done. It's so nice. So, so okay. So but it's been a like a year update. now, right? Yeah. I want to say it's been less than a year. Cause I remember I was dating Jordan already when I was still going through it. So it's probably oh. been like six, seven months since I last finished. I feel like it was so and much there, longer. It, I know it feels like forever ago. There is some upkeep to it. Like you basically like it, like it's really good. Like it lasts really good. You might have to like, whereas I was shaving my armpits like every day, not because I would get like super hairy armpits, but just like, even like the hint of a hair, like I was like, ugh, like I want it gone where now it grows like a lot thinner, a lot slower. So I would say like, now I don't have to shave me like maybe every week and a half or so like I might like clean so it you're up. Still, still shaving your armpits yeah it's not like it doesn't grow um it's just far less um okay. than and than you would do normally and then there is upkeep like eventually when I start seeing that it is growing like faster or thicker like I'll have to go get it done again but it's not like a thing where you get it you have to go six sessions every single year or whatever like it looks different for everybody like the time when you have to go back is different for everybody. It really just depends on like your hair growth and everything. But so far I've been, I don't feel like I have to go back. Like, I don't feel like I can't shave my armpits at all, but I don't yeah. feel like I have to go back yet. Okay. Um, I honestly I think, my- think between the two, now I'm like totally dragging something else into this, <laughs> but I think I would rather do microblading. Like if I'm going to invest in like something, Beauty. I think I'd rather do my eyebrows. <laughs> yes. And the eyebrows are probably more expensive than laser hair removal. And you do have to get them done like every year again. Yeah. But it's, but the touch-ups are less than like the initial investment. Yeah. And it just, it's nice not to have to, to fill them in every day or whatever. I just but... get, so like, I get in like a mood where I'm like, I want to get my eyebrows microbladed. So I like, in like research the hell out of it on, I'm like looking up all these girls on Instagram and Yelp and stuff. And I find all these people, but then I get so chicken. Like, I'm like, what if I hate my eyebrow? When I know, like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go to like one of these girls that are really good, but I still, I just like, I've Googled also like microblading horror horror stories (laughs) and I get so scared because I just don't want to look crazy. It is. You have to go to somebody. That's like somewhere that you don't just find a group on and go with them because they're cheap. It's something you definitely 
do your research on. And it's, and like when I went, it was nice because she like kind of draws your eyebrows before she does anything. And she makes sure that you like, like the shape and the, and the width or whatever, the thickness or whatever um, that she's going for. So you have like a lot of say, like she basically like stencils it and then you're kind of like, yeah, I like it or no, fix it, make the arch higher, lower, whatever. Um, And then she starts. So once, once she has it like outlined the way that you want it, then it's really just fill in the blank. Then I also have the balls to be like, like not just say, yeah, I like it. It looks good. (laughs) Yeah, no, you have like, this is permanent. You got to speak up. (laughs) Uh, So I think, I I think I remember I wanted to go to your girl. Your girl was expensive. She is, but she's so good. So I don't know. Okay. I guess for, for laser hair removal, I would say the biggest, the biggest pro is for me in the bikini area is no more razor burn that's huge because okay. I've had razor burn since I was like a teenager okay um and then cons I would say is just it's it doesn't feel good like it doesn't hurt but it doesn't feel it feels like somebody's snapping a rubber band yeah that's like every time they snap the laser so it's like you're not in pain like you're not like oh my god could you please stop and give me a minute like you're more like just get it over with but it's so fucking annoying like I just want you to like stop the rubber band thing that's how I feel like with tattoos like it's not super painful but it's like an annoying pain where you're like okay we could stop this now yeah (laughs) and it's also super awkward in the bikini area I'm not sure if they have like you can just do part or I do the whole so there's a point in it where you flip over and they do your butthole and you kind of have to like arch your back up and like butterfly your legs and then they laser your butthole and that's awkward you're like that's trying too to much continue. I could never stop me oh my and god you're just I like trying never. to shoot the shit while they like laser your asshole it's real fun oh my god yeah no I could not oh my god I'm like embarrassed right now just even thinking about it good times good times um so speaking of assholes just kidding <laughs> Um, I thought this would be kind of a fun topic to come up because it came up uh, or to bring up in the podcast because it came up in conversation with Jordan and I last weekend is the topic of PDA and affection. So when I, I feel like I had to add affection to our notes because I didn't want you to think I was like talking about PDA, like Courtney and Travis status. I I knew what you meant. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm like, not that kind of PDA, just like affection you know because Jordan and I are like pretty affectionate like we hold hands all the time like we hug like we don't like make out in public but we'll like do a little peck thing whatever like that's just like we cuddle on the couch like that's just us and so he like but he's also like made comments before about like how he like doesn't really like PDA but like I don't force it it's like it still happens I just feel like we nothing that we do is like too much for him you know yeah um but it came up in the car that his mom is coming to visit and when yeah she comes in two weeks so I'll meet his mom for the first time oh my god I know I'm like I'm like excited and nervous at the same time he's like no my mom is so nice is she like coming to visit him or like does she have something else going on okay no she's coming to visit him so she's staying with him for 10 days so oh that's a lot of days (laughs) yeah so I'll um, hang out with them like on the weekend, probably in maybe a day or two um, during the weeks that she's here. 
but um, it came up. So I told him, I was like, are you going to be comfortable with like PDA around your mom? And I think I used like the wrong word for him. Cause I think he's thinking like tongue down the throat, like PDA. And I'm like, no, like nothing, nothing more than like we normally do. But like, I'm like, are you going to act different when your mom's there? Like, that's like weird to me, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so that conversation came up and we were just talking, like, it kind of like struck a conversation with us where it was like we both kind of had like relationships where like at the end of it like there was like zero affection like at all and I'm like I don't want to be in another relationship where like years down the road there's like no affection like I want that to be like a part of the relationship you know and I'm like it's also like you can tell me like if you really are uncomfortable like around holding hands around your mom or whatever like you can tell me ahead of time so that I know but like I kind of don't want to be blindsided by it yeah um and so it, it opened a conversation and, and he's, and he's fine with it and whatever, like every, he doesn't want like more than like we would normally do on a, on a normal thing, but I'm not weird about it with my parents, like nothing more than. So that's what now, I was but... just going to ask is if everything was like pretty much the same when you guys were at your parents' house. Yeah. And like, like I said, it's more like just like the normal, like affectionate things that people in relationships do, like hold hands when you're like walking into a restaurant or whatever. And just normal things like that, you know? Um, but I was glad that we brought it up because I would never want to do something that does make him uncomfortable if he is, but it was also a good topic for us to like both kind of get on the same page of like, Hey, we both had relationships where that didn't exist at the end. Like it disappeared over the years. And like, we, neither of us want that again, you know? So it's like that conscious effort of, of, of keeping that like alive kind of thing. But like, how do you feel about like PDA and affection around like family friends and public like does it change depending on like who's there I don't who's think not there? it ever changes like Jeff's not a big like um he's not like his love language is definitely not physical touch like so he's not like ever over the top whether it's just us going out on a date or with our parents or whoever um so I I would say that ours always sticks the same whether it's like just us or parents or friends or whoever, like we hold hands and same thing. Like you said, like we hold hands, like sometimes like going into a building or whatever and walking around, but, um, and like a little kiss here and there, whatever, but nothing over the top or anything that I would even feel concerned about. Oh my God, is this too much in front of somebody? Like, I don't think, I mean, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't feel like I've ever like, Cause like, yeah, we'll put like arm on the leg and things like that, but nothing ever, yeah, like you like said, nothing normal, Travis style. Yeah. Like normal signs of affection. Like where um, Courtney, like literally is like straddling freaking oh, yeah. Travis like, and shoving her shoving tongue down his throat. But in his crotch and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, would you want me to do that in front of your mom? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think everything yeah, I we do imagine. is like pretty mild and I'm, I don't feel weird about any of it in front of anyone. So yeah, I feel like my like my um PDA vibe or whatever. <laughs> I feel like that's the episode title, my PDA vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's like keep it classy, like just just do like normal cute things like that you would want to do with like the person you're with or whatever, and like don't go Kravis style. Like let's not be gross and stick your tongue down somebody's throat and make everybody around you uncomfortable. Like just keep it classy. Keep keep it cute. (laughs) (laughs) But that does remind me since you say that, uh, 
well, I had said like Jeff's definitely not uh, um, physical touch for his love language. I know we had talked in the past about doing like a love language episode. I think now that you and Jordan have been together for like so much longer and you guys have gotten like a lot more serious, like we definitely mean you need to talk about trying to do that with both of the guys and like having a combo about it. And like, even if they don't want to come on, like make them do the test, like, yeah, let them, let's just do it. And then me and you can talk about what ours are, what theirs are and kind of what I think like without sharing like too much, like I'll, I'll save it for the episode. Like, I don't know that Jordan's ever even done the test. Like some some guys, yeah. Like some guys that I would date, like when I was dating, like even Matt, like Matt was like super into like that test. And then like the INFJ personality, what like he was like all into those things. And like a lot of guys are on dating sites. Like a lot of like the first questions, like you'll talk to a guy about will be like, what's your love language or, you know, and like Jordan, like, I don't think he even like knew <laughs> what it was when I asked in the beginning. Yeah. And so, um, I, like I said, mine, like the two that I feel like I relate to my, most. And then, so one of the ones that he said was physical touch. And I think like, I think it is like important to him, but I think like, I actually think his love languages are different than that. You know, like, yeah. I think like he thinks it is, but I think like the way that he shows and and wants to receive love is different. So I think that would be a really good episode. Well, I'm still um, a big believer that even if you think you know what your love language is, you need to take it every time you've been, you're in a different relationship because I think our love languages change based on who we're with because we find 100%. we're given something enough where we don't feel like we, oh, I like we're right now, like I could tell you in like my last relationship, mine probably wouldn't have ever been physical touch where I feel like it might be now because- I know Jeff doesn't like, it's kind of like a whole mental game thing too. So yep. um, I'm kind of curious to take it again. Cause I haven't taken it in a really long time and uh, I'll have to see if I can get Jeff to do it. Yes. We'll get I'm them sure drunk this weekend and put a laptop in front of each one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> all right, guys, time to get out drinking. of the pool. We're all going to take our love language quiz. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, oh my god well wait so when jordan's mom's out here um do you guys have like anything specific planned or no not yet so not really yet because we like just found out that she's coming to visit um so like he's really excited i don't think she's come to visit him since they moved to texas so it'll it'll be like the first time um he does live in a one bedroom so i know like that's going to be like a lot for 10 days in, in like, and he has to work. So I'm sure she'll be fine. Like, I'm sure she'll like go hang out at his pool and like, just be on vacation, you know? Um, but we talked about, I guess she really wants to do a beach day. So we were talking about, um, doing a beach day with her one day. Um, like I know she really wants sushi cause there's not great sushi where they are. So he, he's like planning to take her to sushi. Um, I'm not, yeah, I'm not really sure. Aside from the beach day, like he did say like, okay, on the weekend, one of those days, like that'd be fun for like all of us to do. She really, really wants to go to the beach. So that, but other than that, I think we'll probably start planning things this weekend. Cause I know he wants her to have a lot of fun. Oh, that's fun. That'll be cool. Yeah. Meeting the first parent. I'm scared. (laughs) Don't be scared. It's going to be fine. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to meet her. So Jordan texted me last week and he was like, turn on KCAL 9 or whatever channel it was on. And he was like, 
And I was like, I was like, oh my God, what's happening? And it was a high speed pursuit. And I'm like, this is why we're together. We're like the same person. Like we are so into, yes. Thank you for telling me there's a high speed pursuit on. Cause I don't ever <laughs> watch the news and I would never, never know, but I love watching them. And it just got me thinking, I'm like, what is with the obsession with high speed pursuits? Like, are you just like us? Oh yeah. No, I love them. I have committed for our, like, I'm not joking where one time I stayed, this was like way pre-pandemic. I don't even know if I was like living with Jeff yet or not, but I remember one time one happened because I get them. So I get, uh, I follow like a lot. I actually haven't seen one in a long time. So I don't know if I really get them anymore, but I follow all the local news stations on Facebook. And so I would get like an alert saying like, KTLA five is live for high speed pursuit in Los Angeles kind of thing. And I remember one time like watching while I was out, like I had it on like one of my monitors at work while I was working and it was still going and it was still going like, it's like five o'clock. I need to go, but I'm like, nah, this thing's got to be almost over. So I'm like (laughs) sitting there and then like my parents like happened to text me and they're like, Hey, we're going to go to dinner. Do you want to meet us? I was like, sure. So then I like have it on, on my phone. I'm literally have my <laughs> phone like propped up at dinner. Like it was going on for hours. Like I love yeah, it. You I don't feel like I catch them as much anymore. Me um, either. I was part of a, literally a group text. We have like, we like named it like high speed alert. And we would always like be like high speed chase channel five. Like we would always, <laughs> and then like, we'd talk about them while they would happen. But um, that group text has kind of died out and I'm kind of sad. I think because one of the main people who really kept it going, she moved to Oregon. So, um, I don't know if that is maybe part of our reason, but I'm also curious, is it a California thing? Is it like, are people obsessed I, with high speed chases everywhere? Do they happen? Do they I'm happen sure they happen everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Like that's my thing is I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they happen everywhere. I think like, but do news stations pick it up like they do in California? Like, I feel like there's just like a crew on deck just waiting for a chase to happen at oh, all yeah. times. And they like hop in their helicopter and like they're on it. We're like that part. Cause I living in Washington don't remember high speed chases being as much of a thing as they are here. See, yeah, I remember them my whole life. I remember always being obsessed with them. Like, I don't even care if it interrupts my show. Like, no. um, oh, there's some good one. I mean, it's horrible because they're so dangerous. <laughs> and like- lives a day- that's the crazy thing about it. And that's like the funny part about like the news, like following it, you know, it's like just making people's fascination with it. But it also brings awareness. Like, it's a good thing and a bad thing. It's bringing, like, a fascination to, like, I'm sure everybody has an obsession with watching these. But at the same time, it's, like, also warning people that are out on the road and in the potential, like, line of fire of this car driving crazy that, like, hey, there's a high-speed pursuit. Like, avoid, avoid, you know? So I think there's, like, good and bad bad to it. But, man, this last one that he texted me about and I turned on was, like, so crazy, Laura. Like it, I felt like I was watching a movie, not like a high speed pursuit because the news crew was like, commu- so they can like hear the communication from the, um, the police helicopter or like the sheriff helicopter or whatever. And, um, they were hearing that they were talking about, so they kept saying like, okay, like something crazy might happen in a minute here. Like something big might happen. Like they're going to do something drastic. And, and then they backed off and they decided not to do it, but they were able to tell us after they backed off what it was that they were going to do. They had a sniper like ready to go in the helicopter that was going to like sniper the engine of the car or something. Oh and like, I'm like, was this, this like, was life? this the one that was like a stolen like work truck or construction truck or something? Yes. 
Um, uh, I did see stuff about the trailer that. was like sparking the whole time. And yes, the guy, I... the guy got out at the end. So they, they ended up um like smashing his car or whatever, like a, like a police Brinks truck or whatever they're called SWAT truck, like, like crashed into the side of his car so that he couldn't drive anymore, but he still hopped out, ran across traffic on the other side while traffic was coming and then, but had nowhere to go because there was like a big wall. Like, it's not like he could just run into like a neighborhood or something. So they like released the police dog on him and the police I dog love was it. like, when oh, the yeah. dog gets involved and when it becomes like a foot chase too, that's when it gets really good. I've seen him though, where they get scary. Cause they like go into somebody's house and then you're like, okay, is he in a stranger's house or is he in like a house of somebody he actually knows? Yes. Um, okay. You know how, you know, you're obsessed with high-speed chase is when you have your favorite high-speed chase announcer, which I do. <laughs> Who is your favorite announcer? His name is Stu Mandel. <laughs> if you Love Google him, him, he has like the, cause he gets so into it. Like he's like giving all like the like stats and whatever. And he'll just like, all of a sudden be like, oh, and like he gets just so into it. He's the <laughs> he best. He was made for it. He's like my favorite helicopter high-speed chase guy. But uh, yeah, I am curious if high-speed chases are such a big deal everywhere else or maybe it's like just in big cities I don't even know but okay this also makes me think of something do you feel because I don't watch the news as much as I used to I used to be a morning news person I would have the local news on in the morning while I would get ready for work um but do you feel like news is weird another place like when you're on like vacation and like and the news is on like you feel (laughs) like it's like kind of like a joke yeah like the news always feels different somewhere else than home. Yeah, like cows have escaped and are but not the highway. Not. Like I just feel like everything about it, the way it looks, the way it feels, the people yes, do the way they're dressed. Yeah, I just yeah. always feel like and I'm sure people everywhere feel that way. Like they're used to their news. So when they go somewhere else, it feels and local news is just cheesy. Like it just is. That's why there's shows yeah. like anchorman and and morning show and all like because it is it's just cheesy but I think you get so used to your local news that you think it's not cheesy and then when you watch like anything else you're like this is the cheesiest local news ever it's like no they all are yeah even when I'll go to like just like Arizona or Vegas or even San Diego like I just always feel like the news is so weird (laughs) and so different and I totally agree okay that is funny well, we got a couple questions that we've been having to hold on to for a couple weeks because we get to like a point in our episode where we're like, oh my God, we've talked for 90 minutes. So like, we have to save this. Um, but we are going to address these couple questions that we've been waiting to address from listeners. Um, so the first one is asking for advice for bringing up serious topics when you're newly dating someone. She said, I want to talk about communication without feeling like I'm putting pressure on the relationship. Oof. And I just want to go out and say, you are asking the wrong chick. And <laughs> ask <yeah>. Laura. <laughs> no, don't ask me because if you, I mean, if you talk to Annie, cause she was like, from day one like basically since the day her and I met her and I became like super close and she was always my go-to about all things Jeff because she started dating Jeff's brother when they were in high school so she's known Jeff like her whole life for 25 years 20 years I have no idea she's known him forever so like she's always like my go-to person for my Jeff advice when we were first dating and 
when I would talk about with her about saying the I love you stuff and moving in and getting engaged and like all of these like big steps or big conversations that I'd want to bring up and I would be like freaking out about it. Um, it's, especially when you're newly dating, um, it's really hard because you like have your thoughts and you don't want to get ahead of yourself. Like, so you're scared. Like if I bring this up, like you do feel like you're putting pressure on the relationship, but I also feel like when we're at a certain age, it's like, we don't want to waste our time. We don't want to waste their time. And I think it's very fair for somebody to want to basically know where things are. And she just said serious topics. So I don't even know if that's necessarily relationship based or not, but I feel like anytime it's something serious that you feel like could be detrimental to like either being a deal breaker or something, you get nervous because you don't want to end the relationship. So you're like, if there's a red flag that is raised from this conversation, I hate that I have to trust my gut or ignore it and potentially be hurt more later. So, um, I guess all I can say is you just, I mean, I'm like super guilty of kind of bringing up, this was before we lived together. Um, it's kind of harder to bring up serious conversations via text now because <laughs> Jeff and I don't really text anymore. Um, besides if it's like our food order. <laughs> for like Here's my Chipotle order. Yeah. But I mean, in the very beginning, it was a lot of time, if we were just like kind of texting back and forth and talking, I would bring up things in a way of just like, stuff, basically stuff that's on my heart, stuff I think we need to talk about, not necessarily needs to talk about now, but I'm not like blindsiding him. And I think it's nice to let somebody then be in their thoughts and truly like know what they want to bring to the table of the conversation instead of just like bringing it up and then being like, whoa, I wasn't expecting this conversation. So not that you want to be giving time to come up with excuses or the, what, what am I going to say that they'll want to hear? But I mean, you'll know if somebody's, if you're with the right person, they're not going to do that. So. Well, and I think that's like a really good point of what you brought up. Like part of why you maybe don't, like, I get what the listener was saying. Like she doesn't, there's certain things that like you want to bring up, but like, you want to be sure you're not doing it too soon or being, or making the person feel like there's too much pressure on the relationship because you have something, but you are at the stage that you are at and they're at the stage where you are at and like you deserve answers with certain things, you know, like without being too pushy, like don't talk about moving in together. If you've known each other two months, you know, like there's normal things and there's not normal things. But I think like one of the big things for me with MBM was like, I think I saw like every red flag when it came to like time, like he's not going to make time for me. Like the whole relationship, like those flags were flying, except for I did have like a, there was a deadline on a project. And after this project's done, like my schedule opens up and blah, blah, blah. But like, this was somebody that I dated for months and saw once a week. Like, I don't think I ever saw him more than once a week, you know? And like, and I was also like, even though I saw all the red flags, he stayed consistent with not making himself more available than he was. And I, even though I hated it, had to pretend I was okay with it and never bring it up and never make it an issue because I didn't want to put pressure. I didn't want to ruffle feathers. I didn't want to like push him away because I knew he was stressed with work and then potentially ruin the relationship because I wouldn't 
wanted to bring up something that was like bothering me. And it's like, that only ended up hurting me in the end. You know, it's like, I was doing everything that I thought I had to do to like make it work with him. And then at the end, like the project ended and he's like, yeah, this isn't working out. I was like, fucking cool. Like it hasn't worked out for a long time. And here I was just like terrified of the more terrified of the relationship ending than like bringing up a conversation that may or may not make or break it but your relationship is for me your relationship's so different now I'm so glad even I was blind like I was I was always defending him and being like no like I mean because it seemed like he really just was like working hard to get that promotion and thing and so I'm like we just gotta let him get get there let him get there gotta be patient and then look how that worked out so yeah. And but, so I think, I think, but you started, always were as hard as it was and as like stressed out as you were to bring up those conversations, you would do it. And I mean, I think that that's good. So, yeah. And I think, you know, like the most recent one with Jordan was like the, I love you topic. Like I, I had waited a long time to bring it up, you know, and it, cause yeah. it was just like, I just felt like, we spend so much time together. Like, obviously we love each other. We've been in a relationship for many, many months. We spend every single weekend together and I spend more time with him than anybody else in my life. You know, like, obviously we love each other. Like he's just going to say it one day and I don't even have to bring it up. And it was like, well, yeah, (laughs) I ended up having, having to bring it up, you know? And, um, and that was something where like, if it was like two months into the relationship and, knowing where we both came from in past relationships and stuff like could that have pushed him away if I brought that up two months into it or like really quickly into it like yeah it totally could have um so I think like the timing's everything with somebody like knowing what they've just come out of like what their situation is if they have any other stresses in their life but you also have to just like look out for you too and if you have, if it's keeping you up at night and like making you super stressed and like you're worried about something or whatever, like that's also not fair to you. Like there has to, there's a time and a place for every conversation. And like that person that's with you, like should definitely make time, you know, to have that conversation. Absolutely. Next question. And this is a tough one because I think there's so many reasons for this, but Someone wants advice for someone who is trying to decide if they should get a divorce. There are no kids involved. She's just shit. She's just scared shitless. I think this is such an open-ended question. Like, I think the fact that there's no kids involved just make it, makes it so much easier right there. But I still think. Yeah, because I have, I mean, I know every time I've known somebody who's getting a divorce and they have kids, I just like my heart goes out to them because I know how hard it was and how much it sucked doing it. I can't imagine the magnitude of how much harder it would be like having kids. So, um, I think the less you have the better in that situation. Um, all I can say is if you're trying to decide it, that means you're unhappy and there's nothing in this world that should be making us like go through life unhappy And no matter how old you are, whether you're 25, 45, like, I don't know who asked this question, but like, it's sucks and it's going to suck for a little bit, but I promise you, like there will be whether months later, a year later, two years later, like there'll be a moment where you're like, oh my God, I am so glad I did that. I am so much better off and I am so much happier than I was. You have to do like what's, what's best for you and your happiness 
because we only have one life to live and there's no like point in living it unhappy. Yeah. And I think like, just speaking for me, like I stayed in mine a lot longer than I should have, like mostly because I was just terrified of like not being with him. Like I was like, where am I going to live? Like, what kind of stuff am I going to have? Like, how am I going to afford to pay for like a place by myself? Like, how am I going to afford life by myself when I've had life with a partner that, you know, I split things with for 15 years, however long I was with him. Like, what am I going to do? So that freaked me out. Like the fear of the unknown. I'm like, am I going to have to quit my job and like move to Washington and live with my parents? Like, it was just so overwhelming for me to like, even comprehend what I would do if I left, because I never, I never had an in-between really like between living with my parents and living with him. Like I did have like a very brief, like year or so where I lived with my cousin, but like, he was like my world, you know? So that was really scary. And then the other thing is our lives were just so interconnected. Like he was so close to my family, my parents, my sister, my extended family. I was super close to his family, like close to his parents, close to his sister. Like I still talk, talk about her on the podcast and see her often. I mean, one of her sons is my godson. Like I was just like, I can't even like fathom not being a part of the family anymore too. So it was a lot of like, it was a lot of me and not knowing how to leave, but it was also a lot of like me worrying about other people too. Yeah. Of just like what's gonna happen. Like, I can't believe I'm not gonna be like family with these people. Like, will like will I lose them or whatever? Um, and also it's it was not talking about it too. Like it was all these things that I just like kept bottled up inside and like knew what the issues were at home and people very close to us knew what the issues were at home, like close to us as in like his sister was really like the only one. Um, but it was just like, yeah, if you're not talking about it, like you bottle it up and you just like, you make it okay because you're presenting yourself as okay to like everybody else. That was your social media. Nobody knew nobody knew the issues that we were having in our relationship nobody knew until after we had already separated even then it took me time to like really be honest with everyone about what the issues were in our relationship I honestly don't even remember thinking about what am I going to do how am I going to survive like I knew it was going to be freaking hard but like it was just I knew I just needed to get out of there and I just had to like rip off the band-aid and I would figure everything else out along the way and that's when I started doing Uber drive, like I just had to like do things to make it work until I could figure my life out. But holy hell, I am so glad I did. My life is just totally different now. And I'm so much happier. Than oh, I, I, was I feel the same way. Then, it's like, so. I, I also don't want it to like come off. Like we're like the podcast that's like advertising and advocating for everybody to get a divorce. Cause life's better. No. Divorce. Like that is not the case for everybody. Like if you feel like your marriage can be fought for and you feel like you can like 100%. talk to people and go to therapy and, and fix it and like work on things together, then like by all means try, like that's I'm the point s- of getting married. I'm so glad you said that because I'm realizing what I said. Like if you're unhappy, like get out, you can find happy. Cause that, that no, was, I know what but you if, meant. yeah, if you're unhappy in a sense where like you are completely like checked out with this. There's nothing worth fighting for because there are, I mean, there were moments in my relationship where I was miserable, but it was worth fighting for, for me. But then it was when the cheating stuff started happening and things like that. And then that's when I just like never came back from that. So yeah, it's like, we, I don't think we did as much therapy as like 
like if I told people how much therapy we did, like they'd be like, you could have done more, but it's also really hard to do therapy with a narcissist that sits there and like tells the therapist, like, like basically doesn't take therapy seriously. Just tells the therapist, like there's nothing they've done wrong and you're the problem and just like refuses, you know? So it's like, that's kind of like, you can't get far with somebody that like won't change. And then you know, like his sister and her family were, were like involved in certain things and like tried to like help him and me through things. And so I do feel like we tried, but like, it gets to a point where like lo- loving somebody isn't enough. Sometimes like you can love somebody. Like I still love Joey, even though we're divorced, like I'll always like care about him and want like the best for him and whatever. But, um, like that's not enough sometimes. Like just because you care about somebody and you want the best for somebody and you want them to be happy. Like if they aren't giving you like what they need to be giving you in a, in a marriage and like in a part as a partner and the person that you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with, like you deserve better, you know, like you can still care and love about love somebody, but not have that be your person, you know? Absolutely. Um, But then I think there's also reasons, you know, like I think people get into situations where maybe they meet somebody at work and they start like a fling at work and they start thinking the grass is green on the other side. And now do I want a divorce because I see like this person that treats me better. And it's like those kind of situations, like I might like advocate more for like ending the thing at work, putting an effort, you know, with with fixing like your problems at home and and fixing maybe why you're seeking something elsewhere. And then if they don't get better, make a decision. But I think this is such an open-ended question without knowing like exact details, but I, I think you're right too, with just like, we all deserve happiness. So whether that means you've done everything and tried everything with the person that you're with and it makes you happy after trying it, or it doesn't like just do whatever you need to make yourself happy, but also like talk to people. Like that's, that was the biggest thing that I didn't do that I should have done. Because if I told my family and friends, half of the things that were issues in my relationship, I don't think my family and friends would be okay. Like, I don't think I would have been in that relationship because I think people would have been like, that's not normal. That's not okay. Yeah, You need to get out, you know? So I think it's different for everybody. Feel free to reach out to us if you're comfortable talking about your situation more and we'll help you however we can, but hopefully some of that advice helped because I know it's an overwhelming open-ended topic. Yeah, definitely. Um, every situation's different. So, I mean, we gave our answer with the information we have, but it doesn't mean it's necessarily right for every relationship. So. Absolutely. Um, so that brings us to. I was going to say, do you have a quote for us this week? I Steph? do. This is becoming a thing and I like it. I, do so I need to get quote- another jingle made? <laughs> so my quote of the week is a really short one this week but you can apply it to so many things so when I look for quotes I'm usually looking for them like more in like the fitness aspect but this can be applied to like so many areas of your life so it's basically do it we aren't here for long that's the quote so it's like you can apply this to like any area even what we were just talking about right like if you're in an unhappy marriage you've gone through everything love's not enough anymore. The problems aren't working themselves out. Like you have to remember that like you only get one shot at life. Like we aren't here for very long, like do what's going to make you happy. Um, applying it to like your health and wellness goals. It's like, you can keep putting off until Monday and keep putting off until the first of the next month and whatever. And it's like, 
you're only like letting days and weeks and months go by and still being in the same place that you wish, you know, a year ago you had started. Like we don't have forever. We only have one shot at this life. So it's, it's just do the things that like you need to do to make yourself like the happiest and healthiest that you can be. I love it. Also a song to tie into this that I'm like obsessed with right now. Um, it's a country song. I think it's new. Um, and it's called till you can't and it's by Cody Johnson. And it's not necessarily about like health and wellness applying it. Um, but it's basically about just like doing things because we aren't here for long. So he talks about how his dad like calls him up and wants to go fishing. Right. And he's like, I don't, I have so much work to do. I can't like uh, next time. Like, and he's like, you can always put a rain check in his hand until you can't like make the effort for people that, um, are there for you. And then he talks about, um, you can, you know, your mom calls you, you can like take the call from your mom. But like, if you don't, like, you don't know how bad you're going to want that call someday, like when your mom's not there. So it's like, just the idea of like living every day and doing the things that like, you don't want to live with regret one day. Like you don't want to one day say, you know, when you get diagnosed with like some health issue, because you didn't take care of your health now wish that you did, or you lose someone you love and you wish you answered the phone and talked to them or went fishing with your dad or whatever. It's like, treat every day like it might be the last because someday like you might not be able to do those things that you you want to do oh getting deep today stuff <laughs> sorry guys listen <laughs> to the song though I love it so much okay. it's so cute all right so and it's called till you can't and it's Cody Johnson Cody Johnson okay and with that I think it's time let's hit it Flavor of the week. All right, Steph, what's your flavor of the week? My flavor of the week is just going to be a quick little mention. I had to pick a song off the new Beyonce album. Like, (laughs) how can you not, right? So I listened to the whole album in Vegas. It dropped on Friday. And I like don't know how I feel about the whole album yet. Jordan was asking me too. And I'm like, so Beyonce for me, like I, it always takes me a few listens, like fully through uh-huh. um, to like really see like what songs I like and do I like the whole album? Because I don't really know why. Like it usually, I usually just take time warming up to her albums. And so there are a bunch of songs on it that I'm like, take a little time to warm up to it. But Summer Renaissance, I'm warmed up. I love that song. I don't remember what. So I had to listen. So it came out while we were camping. So I wasn't able to listen to it until um, I got back and I had it on part during part of my work day yesterday and I was like enjoying it, but I wasn't like listening to it. So I like, I have no idea any of the songs. Like I just had it on as background. So I haven't really like gotten to listen to it yet, but it's on my to-do list for sure this week. Ugh, it's so good. I just, I love like the Beyonce that comes out and she's just like, like she kind of has like a masculine, just like dom way of like singing yeah. or like I know what like you mean communicating yeah. in earlier. You know what I, I don't know if I'm using the right word, but she's just like fucking badass. Like yeah. you know she's like on top, like in the situation. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then she like pulls it back and she gets like this like very like feminine, like girly, like her vocals come out. Like 
I love the songs that she does it like go back and forth with that. Yeah. And this one does. And um, I think there's like a, a sample of a Donna Summer song in it. I'm trying to remember what it is. I don't remember, but she samples like Donna Summer, one of her songs in the song. And I love it. It's my favorite off the album. It's been on repeat. I go, this is my bipolar like music taste. Like I go back and forth between summer renaissance until I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I okay so as soon as we right hang now. up here in a couple minutes I am gonna listen to at least that song so I could hear it did you yeah, I did see to. this on Instagram um this morning did you hear that she's having to change like lyrics to one of her songs and like re-put the song back out yes which so I'm like Lizzo why just had you... to do that too for like I was like Lizzo word. just did that like two weeks ago why would your team like not like flag that yeah, that that's what was weird to me too. Like, I feel like if that didn't just happen to Lizzo, then it might not be as big of a deal. But I'm like, exactly like you said, like, how did your team not flag that? Yeah. Or did you think you were Beyonce and you could just get away with it? I yeah, like know. I'm Beyonce. I'm not Lizzo. I can do this. So yeah, yeah. I saw that this morning. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> All right. What is your flavor of the week? So my flavor of the week is an app that I discovered a few months ago. It's called the Too Good To Go app. Um, it's an app that started to try to basically help with like all of the food waste problems that we have in this country. Basically, um, you're able to discover surplus food at like a huge discount around you. So, um, I don't know if this is everywhere. So you'll have to like look on the app and see like what locations there are, but being in Southern California, I saw it all over. I noticed it's a lot of, um, coffee shops and bakeries that participate, But basically, um, like at the end of the day, they put up these like kind of like surprise grab bags is kind of what I've seen. I don't know if they do other ways, but the ones that are around me do it like that. You basically don't know what you're going to get. It was like $4. So I tried it once just to try it. I did it um, for uh, to get some baked goods for a brunch, but it was $4. I probably got like $25 worth of like baked goods. It was like, wow. Muffins and pastries and some cookies and like donuts. Um, so it is like, they're basically leftover end of day items. And then you get to like pick it up the next day. So you claim it in the app. There's usually only like two or three available. You claim it and then you get to go pick it up and, um, you just, yeah, you just reserve pick up and you don't know what you're going to get, but it's like a huge discount, but it's just a way to help with the food waste. Um, in the country. And I just thought it was a really cool concept. I don't remember how I even heard about this. Um, but I downloaded the app just to check it out, decided to try it. Uh, probably it's probably been at least like two months ago or so. Um, but yeah, I think everyone should check it out. It's a cool little app and something fun to try, maybe try a new, like restaurant or something in your neighborhood yeah. that you didn't know about. So I think you were just telling me about this recently, the last time I saw you or one of the last two times I saw you, because didn't you, one of the times you did this, get pastries or something from Phil's coffee? Yep. I did it with Phil's. Exactly. Yeah. Cause we, we went to go grab a coffee at Phil's and you were telling me about it. And I'm like, that's right. Cause awesome. I saw somebody getting one while we were there. And so that's what made me tell you about it. And I think that's what made me be like, Oh, I should make this as my flavor of the week sometime. So Yes, I definitely want to try that. That's a yeah. great way to try pastries for, a, that's a huge discount. And like I say pastries, it could be other things too. That's just the ones that are around me are coffee shops. But I have noticed when I looked in, like I was just randomly scrolling like LA and stuff, there's little restaurants and stuff too. So I don't know what they might be doing because I haven't tried to buy one, but um, I think it's worth looking into. I think it's a 
a cool way to help support a business while also helping them not waste food that they're probably throwing away so much food every day. So I love it. I'm going to have to check it out. Too good to go. Too good to go. Well, thank you all for joining us for this episode of the Wine Over Matter podcast. If you don't already, you should join us in our private Facebook group. Just search Club Wine Over Matter and request to join. If you listen on Apple Podcasts or have an iTunes account, don't forget, take a moment, leave us a five-star rate and review. We greatly appreciate it. You can also rate us on Spotify now. If you don't already, be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Wine Over Matter Pod. Thanks again. We will see you at the same time next week with a glass in hand. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.